You just undid it all. <laughs> I was feeling oh, better. Oh, brother. I'm not into running. <laughs> Sports suck. Don't ever love anything. The thing about sports, it's just a bunch of buildup for the inevitable disappointment. Yeah, for sure. Growing up South Carolina fans definitely hits home there with that one. Have you ever had a football team win a championship that you've pulled for? No. And that includes two NFL teams, right? 49ers and the Panthers. Yeah. Three that I was fans of during the Super Bowl that they lost. Mm Mm-hmm. The only championships that I've actually experienced in my life were the two South Carolina baseball, the Braves in 21, because I was uh, in my mother's belly for the 95 one. Right. And then, I guess, South Carolina women's basketball. That's it. Yeah. Same same for me. It's tough, man. Real tough. That's why we're big baseball guys. Big baseball guys. It's a baseball pod now. Now it's basketball season. South Carolina's looking like a basketball school right now. Yeah. And then we've got baseball. The Braves are still in good position. I feel like South Carolina baseball has been slowly climbing back. South Carolina baseball is currently underrated. Two preseason All-Americans, and they're ranked like 20th. So maybe there's next year. No, there's this year. There's this year. Next season. This, this season. season. They're going to the College World Series. You heard it here first. It's happening. They're winning the College World Series. If they go. Dude, it's just... When they go. The Braves, such a disappointing year. Really thought the Niners were going to do it. Really, really thought they were going to pull it out. Earlier in the game, I got really nervous later on, but we'll talk about that part later. But I guess this yeah. is the fate of all but one team every season. Yep. Well, at least you got to experience a Super Bowl with your team in it, and it was a close game. This was probably yeah, I mean, I guess, the closest game for a Super Bowl of your favorite team, right? Yeah, it had to be. Yeah, I mean, there's only been one other Super Bowl overtime. Yeah. And, I mean, this one had both teams scored in overtime. So, I mean, I guess I don't want to be positive, but if I was positive, objectively for football fans, this was a good Super Bowl. And overall for you, I think it was a good Super Bowl too. Aside from Yeah, it could have been worse. Yeah, it definitely, it certainly could have been worse. So at least it was an entertaining game. Oh, sure was fun. I did you not didn't like it. watch that. I had ridiculous. I had to get uh my dog Copper some food and I figured halftime would be the perfect time to do it. I mean it is fair that with the Super Bowl, I'm not crazy about commercials. I mean, but they're somewhat more entertaining than the rest of the year. Halftime's a big show. It's just kind of like you're on for a few hours straight. It's a long time. Yeah, so I had to take a little break, get Copper some food, because otherwise he was going to starve. So figured that was the time to do it. I did see at the end when Lil John came in, though. That was kind of cool. That was before or after the rollerblades. Did you see Usher on the rollerblades? That was kind of sick. I didn't see any rollerblades, but that sounds sweet. That, I think that was right before Lil John came out. Was he on blades or skates? Like or skates, or the one that are like force? side by side? Skates oh, are like two attention. and two. Uh, blades are like in line. I'm looking that up right now, though, because we need to know this. Yeah, we need to know. But there's there's one right answer of about what you're picking. And uh, It's got to be the blades, right, is what you're saying? Yeah, I would say. But if you think about it, like, oh, I guess. Yeah, he's on blade. Or no, he's on skates. 
It looks like two two by twos. I feel like there's certain songs where you have to be on blades and certain songs where you got to be on skates. Maybe he was like throwing it back to the roller rink days because everybody was on skates Ooh. then. Yeah, I'll I'll take the skates on that one, I guess. I was just doing breathing exercises during it. My heart rate had to have been sitting at least 120 the whole game. I bet, man. My heart rate was up and I didn't have a dog in the fight. I didn't I couldn't sleep for hour and a half, two hours afterwards just because I was hyped up from the game. So I can imagine. I felt bad for Caitlin like the second the touchdown, like MVS caught the touch or um, McCole Hardman caught the touchdown. I turned off the TV and just didn't say a word for, I don't know how long it was. She said it felt like a few minutes <laughs> and she was like, uh Oh, see, okay. That's tough, yeah, man. But, I thought, I thought about you immediately. That was rough. I appreciate that, I guess. But I mean, like I was saying, like the Braves one was a tough one. This was a tough one. And the chiefs, their dynasty now, they, mm-hmm. it kind of drives me crazy that it happened against them. It, it drives me crazy that it happened this year. This was the year that, they weren't supposed to do it. Like they shouldn't have won this year. They were not the best team this year. Throughout the year, obviously in the playoffs, a different story. I don't know if I like or hate that of teams making a run for it when they're not. Like the Braves, the year they won a couple years ago, they weren't the best team that year. They just got hot at the right yeah, time. It feels very baseball-esque. That happens in the College World Series almost every year that a team that's not the best wins. Not every year, but like this past year, LSU won. But... Um, a couple years ago when Ole Miss won, they barely made it, and they make a run. Yeah, that, that's the cool thing about the NFL playoffs that I really like. It's a great yeah, great I, setup for uh, for for teams like that to make a run. We'll get into the game itself a little bit later. Uh, I'm trying to get myself out of this mopey hole. By the way, we're recording on Tuesday, so I've had two entire days of being mopey. I need to move on. Have you done anything good over the past two days? Like, have you? Have no. You, Hit the gym, anything? I hit the gym, and it was even like a subpar workout, but I tried my best. I tried to harness my emotions. Yeah, man. At we, one point yesterday, I was just laying face down on the floor. We got to get you out of this hole. Let's talk about... Uh, waste management? Yeah, let's talk this? about waste management. That was a little bit interesting. That was wild. Trey, Iceman, sent me these stats uh, from the Scottsdale Police Department. In 2023, there were 558 calls for service. In 24, there were 653. There were 18 arrests last year, zero in 2022, and 54 this year. That's kind of wild. Uh, there are 211 ejections. Eject- more than double last year. <laughs> Ejected from a golf tournament. 73 trespass compared to 41 last year. Apparently, because they even stopped serving alcohol, because I think there were so many people coming in that what I heard is that like at some point they stopped even like checking tickets or anything and just started letting people in. I don't know if that's true or not, what? but I heard something like that. I heard that they stopped serving alcohol and everybody was chaining we want beer. It just seemed like chaos, which is I mean, I love that. It's hilarious. <laughs> golf for, needs for golf. something like that, I think. Do you see my educational golf video that I made? Did, that's the other I thing didn't I see. I saw the beginning of it and it wouldn't load the rest of the way. I saw that you needed to use driver, but that's all I saw. Yeah, uh was playing Saturday in the rain and <laughs> terrible time. We're like, let's just go have fun. So we played from the red tees and it was a par three from the red tees. I was like, I want to try to use a driver the whole. What'd you make on it? A bogey. <laughs> bogey golf. Let's go. With the left-handed putt with the driver to finish. That was the nice, nice. But I'm just trying to educate the people, trying to bring a little lightheartedness to the game of golf. Yeah. Bring fun back. Golf needs something like that, man. I like golf, yeah, but sure. I don't, I don't love the, um, Mm, stiffness around it. 
I agree. Yeah. Like the game itself, fun. You're outside, golf courses are beautiful. You're hanging out with your boys or mm -hmm. ladies. I don't know. You're hanging out with people. It's a good time. You're outside. Yeah. Little, but I just don't like the nature. stiffness. Yeah, stiffness too is much. A, little, a little too much. Let's talk about some Gamecock basketball. Why don't we? Mm -hmm. That might lift your spirits a little bit. That cheers me up a little bit. Yeah, man. Big game tonight. The Gamecocks play the Auburn Tigers tonight at 8.30. Big game. Auburn is currently... I don't know what they got ranked today, but they were number 12 last week. They came down and played the Florida Gators here in Gainesville. I'm currently in Gainesville. Went to the game. And Florida absolutely trashed on Auburn. I think they won by 17, but they were up by 20, 25 pretty much the entire game. Um, we need a big win tonight. It's at Auburn. Auburn's played particularly well at home. Hasn't played well on the road. Um, but if we get another top, 15 top 20 win looking at a I mean, high seed because right now uh we're 11 and they're 13 oh so they're so. 13 yeah we win this looking good man and we're currently tied for number one in the sec with alabama it was alabama and auburn but then florida beat auburn i mean they're 21 and three and they look good like the big win at tennessee that was huge that was awesome. obviously we talked about the um, I was about to say Alabama, that was a bad loss. But the Kentucky one. Kentucky was a big win, 17-point win. Um, Tennessee was a big win on the road. We beat Ole Miss Even at Georgia. home. We still, have to, we still have a few tests coming up, though. The Auburn game, we play Florida coming up. Florida's unranked currently. Well, they might be ranked this today. I'm not sure. Uh, it doesn't look like they are. I think they're still just outside of the top 25. But like I said, they throttled Auburn uh, this past weekend. Um, we still have to play... Tennessee one more time and that's at Colonial Life so that's a big game to watch for but looking good man haven't been this excited about Gamecock basketball in a really long time so Dude, and then the, the ladies beating UConn with uh, what's her name was hurt I saw they wore yellow on their on their jerseys this weekend which was interesting yeah it threw me off for a second but then I connected the dots that I guess the like cocky drawing has yellow feet yeah so it I does. guess it might be like a tertiary color yeah, it's kind of cool, but the more I looked at it, the more I got like McDonald's color vibes. Well, the red and yellow just dominates. Red, yellow, and white, that's classic McDonald's vibes. But overall, I, I, I didn't hate them. I thought they were all right. I hope that doesn't become like a big thing in other sports, though. Like a little one-off well, is fine. Well, because our buddy texted us before I saw it, and he, he said the garnet and yellow, and I was like, tell me that it's not just like full-on yellow jerseys with garnet on it oh. that's what i was picturing for some reason i was like that was mm. yeah that would that would have been that would have been rough glad that was i think i said this on the podcast but in high school baseball we i think it was like my junior or senior year got these alternate jerseys that were neon yellow mm -hmm. like just full-on oregon style they were disgusting like i love the rest of our jerseys we had like white gray green and black they all looked really good and then we got these Highlighter. We had to wear them all the time. They're just a highlight. Dude, they're so bad. Yeah, I don't love that. Gotta gotta get a pick on here of that. If you got yeah, I'll, I'll slap one up. Yeah. Need to do that. You got any amateur moments for the past week? I've caught myself several times. I went to put hummus in the cabinet inside of the refrigerator. <laughs> that was a goofy moment. Oh, dude, I do uh, have but, one. Now that you mention that. The yeah. dog food that I went to buy my dog copper during halftime of the super bowl shout out cop dog copper has a sensitive tummy kind of like joe exactly like so me. he has to get refrigerated dog food 
unfortunately. <laughs> it's more expensive. Anyway, it comes in a big bag, put it in the fridge. I took it out last night to feed him. It's pretty full because I got it on Sunday. Left it out overnight. Trashed it. So <laughs> I had to go back to Publix today to get more refrigerated dog food Dang, for a sensitive tummy. You're just topper. like burning money like that. Yeah. I thought about still eating it, you know, so it would, wouldn't burn too much money. Yeah. It looks kind of good, man. It's like, it looks like it's prepared well, I'll say. Is it, what's the, what's the brand that I see ads for all the time? It's like, is it this fresh isn't pet? wasteful to, I guess it's probably something like, is that what you get him? Yeah. Dang, he can't hide money. He had a big bout with um, explosive diarrhea earlier this year. And <laughs> I was trying to find like what he was allergic to and like everything I was switching into, he would still just not do well. And I found that. And then I just haven't tried anything else yet. So it's worth, it's worth not having to clean up piles of, I'm not going to go into it any further, but explosive dog It's worth poop. the investment. That's all <laughs> yeah. we'll say for that. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get off of that one day. Oh. Well, thank you. That made me feel a little bit better. Yeah, I just hurt, you know, with, with the hummus deal. You actually didn't yeah. do that. I actually did this with the dog. Food. Right. And I was also meaning like, I'm not thinking about the game as much. And so it makes me feel better. <laughs> Let's go. I <laughs> should buy new do dog dumb food. stuff more often for you. Yeah, I love that. We need to get the vibes up before we start talking about the game so it doesn't turn into just a misery fest. But again, Absolutely. I've said this before after the Braves lost that a lot of sick freaks out there love watching me be miserable. So for those people, congratulations. Congrats. Uh, Christian tagged there yeah, <laughs> but he would for the rest of you, you right that. now if he was on here still probably i appreciate you not doing that i'm not gonna do it just yet so should we go to Iceman and try to bring up the vibes before we talk about the game let's bring on Iceman. we need that today i was like i just know i'm in a bad mood i'm gonna need more vibes and so Iceman just just took up the call to arms like that and we're actually gonna combine the two minute drill with Iceman. so we got a little two minute Iceman today Ooh. so let's see if that does the trick let's see What's up, everybody? This week, we're going to do something a little different. So the two-minute drill is going to come down to me because there's too many good, feel-good stories to go around. So without further ado, start the clock. All right, the first story comes to us from the 2026 World Cup, which will be hosted by Canada, Mexico, and the USA. We all know the host cities have been determined and where these games are going to be played, including the knockout stages. So the important factor here is that you got to notice the USA has to get pretty far in order to play in some of these games in certain cities. I will probably be in Atlanta selling my family fortune in order to get there. But in the round of 16, there's a very, very intriguing matchup because at Lincoln Financial Field, the home of the Philadelphia Eagles, on July 4th, 2026, a round of 16 game will be played. Uh, and let me tell you, give me USA versus England or give me death. Uh, the second bit is that uh, Packer CEO, Mark Murphy, uh, has had to deal with the fact that he had to hire a new defensive coordinator, which he did find in Jeff Halfley, former Ohio State defensive coordinator, as well as head coach at Boston College, who took the job. However, this wasn't after several applications, including a gentleman named Bill, who Packers CEO Mark Murphy was nice enough to write a kind rejection letter to. In the rejection letter, he said, listen, regardless of your fantasy football experience, we really appreciate your application. I hear the Bears have an opening. Maybe you should look over there. Not a bad move at all by Murphy to give us a little humor in the coaching carousel that we're just trying to keep up with. And lastly, the real unsung hero this week is Pau Gasol. Yeah, the former Lakers big man and across the league is somebody that was just playing the game right in that same area as guys like Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and so on. A big man with a big heart. He was named godfather to Kobe Bryant's kids. And this week when Kobe's statue was revealed at the Crypto Arena in uh, L.A., uh, he was there standing by Kobe's late wife and his daughters. You see, Powell has gone above and beyond 
uh, being just a shoulder to cry on because he has been at uh, ballet academy recitals. He has been at golf matches. He has been at basketball games. Al has gone so far above and beyond the calling that Kobe asked him to be his brother's keeper. So here's to you guys. Y'all are this week's Unsung Heroes. Elite time management there by, by Iceman. Execution. Kind of reminds me of Patrick Mahomes' two-minute True. You just undid everything you just did. You just undid it all. I was feeling <laughs> oh, better. Oh, brother. I'm not need to run it back. <laughs> you sick man. <laughs> uh, sorry. I had to, had to do it. Had to do it. Dang. The Pau but, Gasol one, though. That's that's touching, man. Mm. That's awesome. I mean, I what feel a like Godfather. That's everything that Kobe could have ever wanted yeah. in a friendship like that. It's like, I'm sure what he wants is like if he's gone. Yeah. It's like someone's looking out for his family like that. That's awesome. I didn't realize they were that close, but I love that. I didn't either. But that's what Iceman's for. So, and then obviously, it's going to be US England in the World Cup. Dude, that would be so awesome. That would be sick. Imagine losing that game, though. That would be, that would hurt really badly. We got to win. That, that is true. But also, you could look at it as like throwing a bone to England because they've had a tough time since 1776. Yeah. That's the matchup we want. We're not scared of it. We want that. We want that England's one. not ready for Philly fans, man. I know England gets crazy, but... That's the one time that I come around the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. As if we're talking about independence. Yeah, if there's one place I want to play England in a rowdy environment, I'm taking Philly for sure. That's one thing we'll give you, Philly fans. You're you're rowdy. They're That's rowdy. for sure. You're rowdy. That's what they're good for. There's no doubt. Oh, then uh, the Packers one, that's hilarious too. Just like a fan writing in, he writes back and he's like, thanks for... Uh, you're a cover letter and resume and all that. Check out the Bears. Yeah, he goes, I hear the Bears might have an opening. What if the Bears actually gave him a job? And he turns out to be nasty. And he, yeah, he turns out to be sweet. Turns into uh, like the classic villain story. Should we write a movie for that, though? Because that would be a blockbuster, just banger. Ooh. What would we call it? Think about that. Ooh. I feel like this is where you're good with. Yeah. Hmm, gotta be something with Packers, cheese, something with cheese, something with cutting the cheese. Cutting the cheese, shout out Copper. Um, We'll come up with something good. We'll come up with something. Hey, just stay tuned. There'll be something Stay tuned. Something good with cheese. At this point, I'm just delaying. So let's talk about the Super Bowl. Man, where where do you start? Um, I feel really bad for the 49ers because they played a great game Mm -hmm. overall. Overall, well-executed game, um, but the mistakes are definitely what killed him, no doubt. Dude. Mistakes are I mean, the fumble. Hate that for Christian McCaffrey. They were moving the ball. He was running super well. The fumble hurt a lot, um, and then obviously the the punt fumble. Yeah, that's the one that really gets me because any account that I've heard of someone in the stadium – said that the Chiefs offense were just walking on and off the field, that things looked deflated. And you get in a, a great stop, they punt it, and then it clips, like, just the sequence of events, that it clips the heel, and then you're trying to recover from it. And I cannot explain this. I think I might have even texted you this during the game, but I just had a sick feeling, like a pit in my stomach right before that punt. And I, I did not watch the punt. I looked away, I was like, I just, the, what happened was what I thought was going to happen. And I don't know why maybe it maybe i spoke it into existence but mm. maybe you read the scripts by accident yeah shout out nah, nfl for being um, rigged 
Yeah, I. it felt like at some point in the game, something was going to happen to swing the favor into the Chiefs or for the Chiefs. And that was it. That was the punt. Um, obviously, that don't think that part was rigged necessarily. Um, <laughs> imagine, imagine the logistics of trying to rig all of those things. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'll set the record straight. I don't think the NFL is like full on rigged. I do. Th- it makes me wonder: Are there things that are called from time to time to aid certain teams? I don't think it's rigged. Well, fully. there's definitely bias. You know, what there I mean? there is bias, and is it is it paid bias? Is it by the NFL itself bias or is it just like unconscious bias? That's the, that's the real question. That is a good question. I will say though, I felt like this was one of the better officiated Super Bowls in a while. Yeah. I don't have any complaints about uh, the refs that I can think of. Like all in all was a pretty even, pretty fair game. So yeah, that's coming from me. I'm trying to, I've been criticizing the refs a lot, so I'm trying to do a good job of when I feel like they've done a good game. I think with all the criticism they've been getting from you, they had to put together their best performance of the year. The well, NFL probably called a meeting and said, undrafted amateurs is fed yes. up mm-hmm. with you. And I, you got to fix this yeah. right now. So I think that's probably what happened. I, thanks for noticing, because mm-hmm. that's what I've also been thinking. Like, I'm kind of a big deal in, in the yeah. NFL world. And so, right. We've been calling for it and uh, glad, you know, applaud Again. the NFL. Good job. Last two Super Bowls, you had the Bradbury holding call before that, the one on Cooper Cup. Yeah. Uh, the questionable calls for those Super Bowls. Good all in all this time. But that momentum swing, that's just, oh, that was tough. And because you were talking about the Christian McCaffrey fumble, that one does really suck. But the other side of it is like, on one hand, fumbles like that happen. It was a good like play by the defense. And then the Pacheco fumble soon after, so they kind of cancel. Mm-hmm. But the play before, or a couple plays before that, Patrick Mahomes' deep ball to set up Pacheco's fumble, that one made me so mad. That should have been picked off. Yeah. The safety just lost it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a good throw. That was a bad decision. Yeah, that was that was a bad decision for sure. Um, they got it back, so it didn't really matter as much. But at initial thought was, man, they really messed that one up. They had a great opportunity there. Um, My eyes lit up when he made the pass. <laughs> immediately just saying. Mine did too. I, oh. thought, I thought that was 49er ball, but. Um, luckily Pacheco fumbled after, I think for the McCaffrey fumble though, it was just, if you lead the game off like that and go down and score a touchdown, that's, that has a totally different feel. I know that it kind of canceled out. Um, but that momentum at the beginning of the game would have been right. Yeah. You punch it in there and then still hold them to like a three and out right after that. That's huge Yeah, because it felt like the 49ers dominated the first half and for the score to be what it was going into half felt like just a huge missed opportunity there. Right. Because, I mean, I think the first quarter, it was like 120-something yards, 49ers, to just like a few for the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs' they offense looked single. totally stagnant at the very beginning. Other yeah, than like that big One first play. down, the first couple drives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. And uh, so part of that, though, is props to the Chiefs' defense. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that going into the game. I still stand by it. Yes, Patrick Mahomes, at the end of the game, the ball in his hands, he's – Patrick Mahomes at that point, like, yeah, you're going to worry if there's a two-minute drill and he's got the ball. But the reason they were in that situation was because of the Chiefs' defense. Like, they played a really good game. Yeah, the Chiefs' defense definitely got him there. And I think, again, I you know, we keep referencing Brady, but that's what happened with Brady in a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah. They got him there into that 
um, scenario, and then he's just so good at closing games, just like Mahomes. If you give him the ball at the end of the game, like you're just setting yourself up for failure there. Right, and that's why like you needed to capitalize earlier. But I will say like there are a couple passes that Brock pretty missed. All in all, I thought he. I thought he played a fantastic game. Yeah, we got to shut down or continue to shut down anybody speaking bad on Brock Purdy, making it to the Super Bowl your second year, playing a really good game, taking Patrick Mahomes to overtime, and yeah. they had pretty comparable numbers overall. Um, I think yeah. Purdy had like two fifty something passing. Mm-hmm. Mahomes had three thirty three. A lot of that was the last two drives, um, and but, he had about like ten or fifteen more attempts. Right. And they both had one touchdown, right? No, uh, Mahomes, Mahomes had, had two, two touchdowns and but a pick. A pick and yeah. Then, so uh, that can Purdy out. was one with zero picks. But yeah, like the narrative of him being Jimmy G round two, been seeing that all year and still see it afterwards. I'm like, how can you compare those games? One of them was throwing picks at the end, like through two picks, lost the game in the fourth quarter. Purdy was very good because of the throws that he missed, which there were a couple that he missed to like Debo and stuff. But realistically... Chris Jones blew up the like the play like there was you can't drop a pass in that well when when Chris Jones is in your face and so what he did was avoided the sack like he could have easily been sacked four more times this game and then still put the ball out where there's a chance of Debo getting it and avoiding an interception it's like I mean that's a good play right I think if you actually have any football knowledge and you sit down and watch the game with Purdy um, and you see him elude some of that pressure, you'll you won't have the same. There, there's no way you can think that he's just yeah. the worst quarterback in the league or whatever the narrative is, you know. Um, because he he does like make so many plays with his feet, scrambling, getting out of there. Dude, and he had a lot of really good incompletions. I would say in this game, he wasn't he like throwing smart- it into into like sketchy spots very often. Is that what you're talking about? Right. That's what I'm meaning. Where it's like. Uh, something that could have very easily been a sack or he could have tried to force it. And um, he just like made a good incompletion where it was kind of like a throwaway where maybe there's a chance the receiver got there, but no one was was picking that ball. Right. And you could tell that Purdy wasn't playing like scared and playing to lose, but was being very mindful of like watching turnovers against a Chiefs defense that's, I mean, it's, I mean their secondary was so good. Right. I think he played a really smart game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then, like, to what you're saying, like, towards the end of the game, the play to use check where he's avoiding pressure, getting outside, hitting him. Fourth down, you give you give him the ball. He hits Kittle on it when he could have kicked a field goal. Like, the man stepped up and played. I love that call by Shanahan, too. Yeah, love that, that call. That was awesome. That was that was a smart move because, obviously, we probably need to talk about the decision in overtime. We'll save that for later. Yeah. But I thought Shanahan called a good game. You could potentially critique getting away from the run third quarter. Yeah. But the Chiefs defense also in a lot of big run plays stepped up huge. They were kind of stuffing the run. So I don't I don't hate moving away from the run game there either. Uh and it's just Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs defense played a, a good game. But all in all what I was saying though is uh like the critiques against Brock Purdy or all the playmakers are just the aliens around him and everything that we've heard. Well, Debo gets hurt in this game. And I mean, Trooper still playing like a tough dude. Beast. But like, he's not even close to 100%. Kittle is getting shut down, also got hurt a little bit coming in and out. And uh, Trent Williams looked like he was in his head like a few times. He had that, it was like third or fourth drive of the game. 
I think, you know, I'm talking about maybe it was the second. Yeah, no, it was the second drive. So the first drive of the game was when McCaffrey fumbled. The second Uh drive was when Trent Williams had, I think he had a a false start and then he had a hold. Is that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that drive was pretty much negated from that. And so, yeah, the 49ers, I think we we talked about last week, if they had a slow start, it wasn't going to be good for them. But actually, the Chiefs had a slow start too. So Mm -hmm. um, that was in their favor. But it was weird to see two of the 49ers best players kind of have be the ones to end those first two drives, which is very uncharacteristic Mm -hmm. with all of that though. Like even on that holding that you're talking about with Trent Williams, he still like he found Kittle on that one, obviously it was negated by the hold, but the right side of the O-line was really struggling. So Mm -hmm. it's like the O-line was struggling. Debo was hurt. Kittle wasn't getting a lot of separation and still Purdy kept stepping up. I'm like, I mean, give the man some props. Yeah, I thought he played a really good game. And it's a shame that he doesn't get a Super Bowl out of it because now he's just going to be remembered for losing the Super Bowl, you know, and that's what people are going to gonna say about it, which some of the best quarterbacks ever have lost Super Bowls, you know. Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. has lost two Super Bowls, so, right? It two? happens. I think he's three for four. All right. Well, he's lost a Super Bowl. Yeah. Anyway. And then he lost an ASC championship. Yeah, to Burrow. So you're saying the Chiefs came out slow. The 49ers defense finally came out hot, which to the Dre Greenlaw injury, that was such a bummer because their defense was flying around. They were pretty much shutting Kelsey down early in the game. And then when Greenlaw got hurt, that's when he was able to start like stepping up more. They were picking on Burks a little bit. Like that was tough. That's a shame. So many eight or so many Achilles injuries this year. Such a fluke one too. Like that's, Running out on the field, that just, I feel for the dude. That, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. He has a really cool story um, that I wasn't aware of before this week. Yeah, like, are you talking about with, um, like, his high school coach mm-hmm. bringing him in? Yeah. And I think, I might be wrong about this, but I think they went on to adopt him when he was, like, 21 or something, which is, like, really cool. Yeah, I think so, too. That's sweet. Um, sounds like he's gone through a lot of adversity and sucks to happen at the Super Bowl. Man, that's, that was tough. I mean, at the end of the day, this was a good game. Oh, yeah. As a football fan, it was a really good game. Entertaining. It was a good game. And then what ended up happening, because the Niners weren't able to capitalize early, you give Patrick Mahomes the ball, go down, tie field goal. The missed extra point. Mm. I'm going back and forth. Because on one hand, obviously, you could be like, you miss overtime if you have a one-point lead. But part of me thinks the Chiefs would have scored at the end of the game to win it. Yeah, if they, they had to get a touchdown. They still had time. I I, I feel the same. I, it's so huge. Like you obviously want to hit that extra point because you make them get to the end zone then, mm-hmm. and that's a, definitely different at the end of the game than a field goal. But the way they were moving the ball, I think they probably would have scored too. It's interesting because when I think about what were the big things that changed the game, to me, it's the Dre Greenlaw injury and then the punt. I don't know with the, the Moody blocked extra point, which was like a little, like he had a low kick on it, which was, yeah. was tough at that. Um, I'm like, oh man, I could see it going either way. Like I would say like that could be a big difference, but also I don't know. Yeah. You know what, what do you think about that? I'm with you. I don't think it was the biggest difference in the game, but you mm-hmm. absolutely want to have that. You know, um, he did come back huge making that um, long field goal right after that. So, he he made up for it there, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think it was one of the bigger ones because the Chiefs probably, I don't know. That's kind of dumb to say. It was pretty big. 
Because it, yeah. it, it does change the game. I think it just feels like that because it's Patrick Mahomes, right? So you just expect them. Yeah. Yeah, and then if they do score there, then they win immediately and you don't go to overtime. So Also, do you play defense differently if you know that they have to score a touchdown? Because red zone becomes way more dangerous in yeah. some ways. I think so. Um, like, and I think, unfortunately, they probably go more prevent defense earlier on. You think so? I th- it seems like that's what everybody does, and I hate it. I hate it. Maybe they wouldn't I have, but it seems like every time there's a scenario where you have to get a really long way in a short amount of time, they do the prevent defense. You just check off, check off, or check down, and um, then you switch to something different when you're in the red zone, but – it's hard right, to say. It's like, exactly. or, or you do like a soft zone or something, even if it's not like full on prevent. It's just like chunk of yards, chunk of yards. Right. Which doesn't make sense to me because, and they didn't fully do it, but like in this game, they were able to play shell defense like pretty much most of the game. Like up front, they were getting pressure. We're able to keep too high the whole game. And so, like, if you have that, you don't need, you know what I mean? Like, leave them, let them be your safety net. Right. You would think. You would think. And they, they may have, they may have done that. But um, I feel like that probably would have happened if if that was the case where they had to score a touchdown. I mean, I guess we'll never really know. Speaking that on that, um, I loved Spagnolo's defense in the fourth quarter. Dude, I was just about to say that because I thought Wilkes played a good or like called a good game yeah. for the most part. Like the 49ers defense was great. But Spags, man, like every time that they needed a big play, he had something crazy drawn up. The you like you knew that pressure was coming, but it was disguised and mm-hmm. it just blew up. Like Chris Jones was running free on huge plays. Right. Like the scheme and things that they set up for him was so good. He's really good, man. So they were talking about it. I didn't realize he was with the Giants the year they took down Brady on the eighteen and O season. I didn't realize that either. Should have probably known that. Yeah. He's good, man. Dicing it man. up. Yeah, he just Andy Reid and Spagnolo on the same team, man. That's bound bound to make it back. Unfortunately, unfortunately, too it's too early to say. But do you think they could three peat, dude? If they could win the Super Bowl this year with the team that they had, why not? Man. Definitely think it's possible. Um, especially if they sign, they got to get some wide receiver. Yeah, because it's like their defense. Their defense is why they year. were here. But and sure. then it's it's like what we're saying. It's like you still have Patrick Mahomes. And so if your defense can get you to the finish line, you trust that he can get a pass. And I think there's a mental piece of it too, which is part of what really impressed me with Brock Purdy. Like he came out the whole narratives about Patrick Mahomes and like, well, we know exactly what Patrick Mahomes can do, but like, can you be anything? Right. And he stepped up. But then the other side of it is like Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game, you've done it several times. You have like such a confidence that I can go down there and score. And I, that's, I mean, that's got to be huge for it. He looked like he was just chilling out there, man. Like he was just operating deadly. And later in the game, because that was the other thing before the punt. Like he looked rattled. Like things were fresh. Oh, yeah. Beginning of the game, he did. Absolutely. I'm like, man, I just wish they could have capitalized more at that point in the game. Anyway, like I'm proud of the way they played. Uh, well, I want to talk about the overtime decision. But before that, Kelsey and Andy Reid. My thought on this first Mm. is, yes, it's a bad look for Kelsey, but I, I just, it drives me crazy that they're always like on the sideline looking for incidents like this with players and then just like put a microscope on it or magnifying glass because in the moment 
you've like to survive in a football game, you've got to be riding on adrenaline. You got to be pumped up. Like in the heat of the moment, he did something that he wouldn't have done outside of the heat of the moment. Yeah, it was a bad decision, but it's just like, I don't know. It rubs me the wrong way that then it just gets blown up from that. I, I see what you're saying. I don't like it. Andy Reid's old, bro. He came in and, <laughs> and like almost knocked He's him over. He's a fragile over. man. Yeah, Andy, <laughs> we got to protect Andy Reid. And they may have that, they probably have that relationship where that's maybe acceptable. Um, I'm sure they're like really tight. They've been working together for, for quite a while. Won, a, won some Super Bowls together. You know, um, I, I don't love it though. Well, that, that's what I mean. Like, I don't love the actual incident itself and doing that. But you're also thinking it's like you're so hyped up on adrenaline. You're like running over your passion. Like you think that if you're in the game, that would have been a difference. And so you're like running over and you like grab more aggressively than you mean to. You yeah. know what I mean? It looks like all of these little steps. Yeah, he came in hot moment. though, man. Like yeah. hot, hot. So I get what you're saying, but be be gentle on Andy. Got to <laughs> gotta protect Andy. That was a little rough, but you know, Andy didn't seem to have any hard feelings after the game. He also had just won the Super Bowl, so it's kind of probably hard to have hard feelings if you are going to. Um, but he played it off like he was basically saying, you know, Travis is just a super competitive guy and he wants to win just like I do, and I respect that. So, um, yeah, I, I still don't love pushing Andy Reid. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if he wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have like almost knocked him over, I don't think it's a big deal. I think that's the the big deal part about it. But again, they they may have that working relationship. Don't want to. We're on the same page with it. Like, obviously, the move was a bad decision. I think I'm just more rubbed the wrong way that it's immediately like on the broadcast. Let's show this. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's the piece that rubs me the wrong way a little bit. That's fair. I guess. But anyway, you're right. He's an old man. Can't, can't have elder abuse on the sideline. Yeah, dude. Protect Andy Reid, man. Do you think that Patrick Mahomes could go in and do it without Kelsey and Andy? I think that's mm-hmm. going to come up at some point in his career. Right, because people ask that of Brady. What? Yeah, and I wonder if he will. Hmm. Go down to Miami? Hmm. Now we got to go to a foreign team. Do, can't this, do the bus. this guy. We're good. Yeah, but later on, later Tua on. might be like, let's protect the brain. Yeah, after, after Tua bounces. Yeah. After Tua wins a couple championships, obviously. I, I could see that happening with Mahomes one day. He's on a 10-year contract, though, so. Um, yeah, getting paid. Yeah, he's getting paid so much money. But I think that will come up later in his career, and I wonder if he ever will try to do that. That'd be interesting. I would love to see that, actually. Um, I loved when Brady did it. I think that's what made me respect Brady like even more, him leaving mm-hmm. and winning in a different spot. I'm like, all right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. But he did have Gronk. So. That's true. That's but he true. did it without Gronk before. So The last thing that we need to talk about is the decision to get the ball first in overtime. What's your thought on that? I honestly think I would do the same thing because I kind of agree, but go ahead because you want to go down. You're planning on scoring a touchdown, right? That's, that's the goal. You want to go down, score mm-hmm. a touchdown. So if you go down, score a touchdown, the other team goes down, scores a touchdown. You get the ball back and you have a chance to win. Um, and if you do it the other way, the other team has a chance to win. So mm-hmm. I think you got to go into it thinking we have to score here. We have the ball, got to score. And then obviously if you stop the other team, you win. Even if they score, you have a chance to go out and win. So I think I would take it there. On the flip side, though, I saw the Chiefs come out and say they had a plan. They had a plan for it either way. They were saying if they 
if if they had to score a touchdown to stay in the game, they were going to go for two to try to win it right there, which I also yes. like. So I think both sides have a, a good argument. I don't know that there's a wrong or right call. One, I would love, like, if you're going second, the other team scores, you go for two. That's like what the Chiefs were saying. So we're yeah. not going to give the ball back to you with a chance of winning. And then obviously if you get the ball first, you go out and score and come back. The biggest argument against what the 49ers did was people saying it's like you're giving Patrick Mahomes in four downs. It's like if you get a field goal, there you he's in four down, he's gonna score down, or he's gonna score something if you give him four downs going across the field. Right. I get that. Also, I think that I think the Chiefs probably would have gone for it on that early fourth down, even if they had the ball first. It's like a crazy enough thing, but you have Patrick Mahomes, you have this confidence. I could see them going for that either way. I could see that too. And then the piece to me, and I've heard people talk about both sides of it, but the Niners' defense was a little bit gassed going in, and the and the Chiefs' defense was also gassed. So you were trying to capitalize on them being gassed and recover a little bit before you go out there and try to stop Patrick Mahomes. And that, to me, was like a a big deal. Because I've heard people be like, well, it's a Super Bowl, you just got to play through it. It's like, well, yeah, they're not going to like take reps off, but <laughs> you're not at the same percentage yeah, if you recover a little bit more. Yeah, and so it's like, you think he's going to do this, you're putting your best foot forward either way. I get all that. Uh, man, I, don't I don't know that there's a right answer. And I think if you look at it as getting the ball first, you have a chance if the other team scores. Mm-hmm. Um, or the other side of it, if you go second and you go for two, I love that. I think if you mm-hmm. go in with that mindset, you know that could potentially be – the right answer um, because then the game doesn't go any further than you want it. I always yeah, like that. you always have the ball. Out. I always love that call going yeah. for it, for going for two. I mean, as long as your offense is clicking, like if your offense is, you know, not doing well at all, that's not, not the move. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that there is a, a wrong call. I think people are overreacting. Like if they would have done that and won, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, they're so smart for getting the ball first with the new rule. So no, I agree with that. People are saying that Shanahan lost his Super Bowl in that call. I'm like, that's that's kind of ridiculous to me. I don't think so. But there's the piece. It's like maybe I mean, there, there wasn't a realistic fourth down to have done it. But it's like if you're getting the ball first, are you like, it's it's going to be, we're going for a touchdown. Like we think that if we give them the ball, they're going to score a touchdown. And so we're, if we're really playing for that third possession. Uh, but then again, people are acting like it was a guarantee that Patrick Mahomes was going to score. It's like, yeah, it's a good likelihood, but they almost stopped him. Yeah, they did. They just boast a bit too hard. And that was a great fourth down call. I love that fourth great, down call. I love call. it. Yeah. That's awesome. what I would have done if I was fourth down and I had Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Defensive wise, though, I mean, I don't know. I would have, I don't think I would have let them beat me that way. No. Um, I don't think I would have either. Maybe put Fred Warner on, on Mahomes there. Well, I'm sure he was guarding, trying to guard Kelsey there. I, would, I don't remember I mean, exactly this- where he was. Or like biting down because they everyone even the camera bit hard with Pacheco, and our, the commentators yeah. afterwards are like, "You think Mahomes is going to give the ball to anyone else on that fourth down?" Is like, yeah, I know. I I feel like you almost have to have a man specifically for Mahomes on that play, like a spy. I know he had sixty something rushing yards. Like he led the Chiefs in rushing on this game. Yeah, that would be Tough. the only critique that I really have of the 49ers defense. Oh no! It's just I—I I really do think that the game just came down to a couple more bad breaks 
on the Niners side than the other side. It's really like the punt and the Dre Greenlaw injury. To me, those are the differences in the game. I think so too. I think, you know, those set it up for Mahomes to do what he did. Mm -hmm. And anytime you set one of the best quarterbacks of all time up with that, you're in trouble. Yeah. And I think to that point of view, just saying like one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, he is. And I think that the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about the Chiefs defense and how it's not their offense this year because it's not deniable that he is one of the best players, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. It's like, we know that. We know he's going to step up in the big moments. But this time, the reason they're in the big moments is because their defense. In the past, is because their offense. So let's give him, give the defense credit for what they deserve right. and the Patrick Mahomes credit for the drive. That being said, this was maybe one of his more impressive um, performances in the Super Bowl to me at, just because of how, what he did at the end. It never felt like they weren't going to score. That Well, it's crazy. This was his third Super Bowl comeback of double digits. <laughs> I, mean, I know. What? I just think the way he did it, Two-minute drill, and then gets the ball back and just drives right down the field and, and wins it. Um, just impressive, man. Right before the fourth down, I was like, there is – I started feeling hope again. <laughs> before the fourth down, he ran it on? Yeah. And then his yeah. draw earlier, uh, like towards the end of the game, when it brought him down to like the 10-yard line, that's when I was like, oh, it's done. Yeah, when you get down there, it's not mm. good. It was always next year. We'll see what happens. Always next year. Who, who you got way too early preseason? Ooh. Who you got in the Super Bowl next year? Mm. Bias, but I really like the 49ers coming back. I think I like 49ers too. I think Debo and Christian McCaffrey are for sure back. Um, Purdy. Ayuk is a free agent, I believe, so he could be gone. Um, I'm assuming he's going to get paid this offseason. So I'm not sure if that'll happen. But Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings. Dude, we didn't say anything stepped about that. Up. Yeah, that is something we need yes. to talk about. Dude, step up. He was going to win MVP if they yeah, won. I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, he was. He joined Nick Foles as the only other player in Super Bowl history to have a passing and receiving touchdown. Man. This terrified me, that throw across the field. Oh, that ball was up there for a long time. Do you know he was a higher rated quarterback out of high school than Purdy or Mahomes? No. Was he a five-star? He was a high four-star. He was the number six quarterback in the nation out of, I think, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Yeah. And then he went From to Tennessee and, um, and played wide receiver. He was a beast at Tennessee. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. him there. Um, Dude, he was. He was an absolute monster. He had that game-winning catch in the, against Georgia on the Hill Mary. Yeah. Um, I believe – I don't want to be wrong on this. I believe he and Debo played against each other. Yeah, I think so. Timeline would have lined up. Yeah. And I was at, I'm pretty sure it was a game, not the one we went to in Tennessee, but I went to it with my dad. And I think this is the game we scored first, and then Tennessee just aerated us the rest of the game. And he had Juwan Jennings, you know, probably 200 yards catching. But, but dude, yeah, he stepped up big time. Mm hmm. Yeah, he looked, he looked nice, dude. He, um, breakout game. Mm hmm. And he he blocks hard, he plays hard, like he's so anyway, like they've still got some weapons at receiver. May, maybe Mike could pick up another South Carolina guy, Xavier Leggett, potentially. Dude, he is gonna be a steal in the draft, I think. Dude, because he worked out with Debo in the offseason, got way better coming into this year. Yeah. That could be an interesting one. But either way, like rebuild on receiver a little bit, potentially what happens with Ayuk and these other pieces. I think build your offensive line up a little bit. 
I feel like the 49ers get treated like they have an elite offensive line because Trent Williams. The rest of the line is like struggles a little bit. Mm -hmm. You saw that this game for sure. They didn't have an answer for Chris Jones. Mm -mm. So those pieces uh, do those. I like the 49ers coming back. Then on the AFC side, I don't early prediction. I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs this year. Man, I mean, I would love to say it's going to be Dolphins, Bills, Bengals, and then mm-hmm. potentially the Chiefs fighting it out. Ravens could be back. Like, I think it's going to be a lot of the same teams that we're going to see in the AFC for the next few years. Yeah, I think so. I want to say Dolphins. I'm I'm going to say 49ers for the NFC too. Um, Should we do a 49ers Dolphins as our early prediction? <laughs> I, I'll agree on it if you want to. I'm a little, to be honest, I'm a little sketchy on picking the Dolphins. Um, and I think rightfully so. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be happy as a Dolphins fan until until we win the division. That's when I'm going to be happy. So Which I won't be feels- happy. We could go 10-0, and 0, and I'm still going to be like, ah, I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens because the past two years, and it, I, a lot of it's injury-related, but, man, we've looked great. Kamala Gates, so hot. Absolutely great. We looked awesome. And then, you know, things slowly start to fall apart. Um, I think the big slip-up for the Dolphins this year was the, the Titans game where they were up by 14 mm. and lost with two minutes left. So you win that game, you win the division. So many opportunities this year. So I, I'm a little sketchy picking the Dolphins, but uh, I think the Dolphins may be maybe the most, one of the most talented teams in the AFC for sure. I would love to see it happen. We're going to go to the uh, the Dolphins Niners game in Miami next year, right? Dude, we got to. Got to. We should go ahead and like book that soon because that'll yeah, be sick. We need to do that. Um, but I, no, I, I'm with you with everything that you said about the Dolphins. I really feel like this could be the Bengals year to go back to. Yeah, like for know, some it, reason, it feel like that going into this year, I was thinking it was going to be the Bills Niners. Uh, going into this next year, it just feels like Joe Burrow when he came in was looking good. The injuries were rough. They have such a good receiving core. Have been building the O line up. Defense is getting really good. Joe Mixon. Yeah, I don't um, think it's going to be the Higgins Browns. is a free agent this year, though, right? He is. So that's that's one big piece because we we're saying. He could go to Tennessee. I kind of feel the same way about the Bengals, really. Um, Joe Burrow might be the guy that has to has to take down Mahomes. Maybe the uh, you know like the Peyton Manning Brady battles back in the day. Yeah, it's true. Because I guess Burrow, can he be a goat slayer if he's in the same conference? Um, I mean, you could be certainly. You could be if so. you if you keep taking him down like that. Um, I'm thinking probably maybe more along the lines of the you know how Manning and Brady was always just like must see yeah a lot of Super Bowls were won or lost right there you know mm-hmm. um so yeah but we'll it feels see. like a, a year for the the Bengals coming up yeah it does Bengals well are good. I like that so I'm I'm actually no offense I would love to ride with the Dolphins I'm gonna lock in Bengals Niners dude I'm gonna lock in Niners Ravens Ooh, for next year that's what I really wanted to see this year yeah, I'm gonna lock, I'm gonna lock it in for next year. The Ravens just look so good all year long. Mm-hmm. It does worry me that that they have not made a run in the playoffs yet, but I feel it, man. I think 
I think they do. I think if they don't play the Chiefs, if somebody else beats the Chiefs, they can they can make it happen. Ooh. So Niners Ravens for me. So maybe like the Bengals and the Ravens mean the AFC Championship. That would be sweet. Ooh. Somebody would not not Mahomes there. <laughs> not that I like super dislike him. Um, yeah, but it's just time to mix it up. It's mix, time it to up. mix it up. Mix it up. I don't want to see him three beat. Well, uh, I'm with you there. Three's too much. Should we go ahead and jump into the draft then? Absolutely. So this episode, we're drafting kind of like most confusing mascots or most wildest, also known as just wildest. Most wildest. Most <laughs> wildest. But yeah, any sport, college above, so no, no high school mascots. It could be the combination of nicknames and mascots or just things that don't make sense. That's Maybe that's what we do. Mascots that don't make sense. Hmm. There's a lot of mascots that don't make sense. Yeah, Which ones make the most not sense? Most make no sense. Most nonsense. Most nonsense. Who got first? Who gets first on this one? You get the first pick, and I get two and three. Ooh, boy. Ooh, this is one I'd rather go second, I think. Yeah, I would Although too. I do have a clear cut number one. You have a clear cut number one? Yeah. Dude, there's there's some weird ones out here. Yeah. I'm my number one. I didn't even know what this was. I had to look it up. And I may be saying it wrong. So sorry, St. Louis Belicolins, if I said your name wrong. <laughs> what, is, what is that? I don't even know which one that is. Uh, uh it's actually a it looks like Billy Ken. So I'll read the uh description of it here. During the nineteen eleven season, according to one version of the story, a local sports writer um blah 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 john r bender named the team the ben- benders billykins because he had an uncanny resemblance to a charm doll called a billykin a national fad at the time so somebody named the team after a doll that looked like the coach that's the st louis billykins We'll have to pull. We'll have to put a picture of it on the pod because it just looks, it looks ridiculous. That is a kind of a haunting mascot too. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't think of a weirder one. I'm excited to hear yours. Okay, so mine, it isn't as weird as that. This is more of just the confusing ones, and bias is 100 percent kicking in for this first pick. I'm gonna go with the Phillies, the Philly fanatic. Also, the name. Philadelphia Phillies. Imagine any other city. We're doing like the Charlotte Charlies. Charlotte Charlies. That's Charlies. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Charlies. The Charlies. Nah, I'll be the, stupid. The Charlotte Phillies Charlies. is dumb. It's wild. And then you have the Philly Fanatic, which is, I don't know what it is. Is it like a Muppet? It's like some green creature, which maybe that's the depiction of a Philly, a.k.a. a Philadelphian, in which case, kind of on board again. It makes sense. It, Think it, about it uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Think of Danny DeVita. And their uh, that should actually be their mascot. That's that would be sick, Danny DeVito. <laughs> All green, Danny DeVito. Yeah. So that's one. The fanatic slash Phillies. That combo just, I just still don't get where you get the Muppet from a Philly, which is already stupid because you're just saying a city, cityer. Right. Even the New York Met, like a metropolitan, that's better because at least you're not like the New York Yorkers. Yeah, New Phillies York, is Yorkers. a weird name for sure. Anyway. Two, I'm going to go the Browns because it's a helmet, a color, and an elf. 
Yeah. Just doesn't make sense to me. No. And a, and a dog. And a dog. Is it supposed to be yeah. brown dogs? You got, yeah, a dog, <laughs> an elf, a color, and a helmet. Yeah. Odd. Odd. Definitely odd. And I don't love the colors either. They kind of have some cool jerseys, though, I will say. But their alternate one, the all white one, is yes, yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. That's kind of sweet. But the co- the colors are brown, rather brown. All right, let's see. There's there's some weird ones here. All right, number two, I'm going the Evansville Evansville Purple Aces. Ooh, is that a minor league team? No, it's a um, Missouri Valley Conference basketball team. So it's a it's a college team. Um, and the way they got this name is because a losing coach made a joke to Evansville's coach. He said, you must have an extra sle- uh, extra ace up your sleeve. And uh, I don't know where purple came from, <laughs> yeah. but that's how they got their name. So they're the purple aces and who knows where purple came from. I like this because we're kind of mixing it up. Like yours are just like, how did you get this name? And mine are like, how do these pieces make sense together? I like that. Right. Are most of yours like that? Most of them. So hopefully then we don't take each other's picks. That could be kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of nice. For a minor league team, I'm going the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Dude, I feel like you could put any minor league team in here. You could. Iron Pigs, though? Like, why is it iron? Why is it a pig? An iron pig is just a target, right? What do you mean? Like a, a shooting target. Like an iron pig, it's like I feel like those are always the ones. It's like you, you shoot guns at. I like never a shot a gun. I've of... shot a lot of guns. Never had an iron pig, but now I well, want. My to. dad has like a little. It's like a frame with a little pig on it. The oh yeah, flips around. Yeah. Huh. Well, maybe that's what it's oh. after. I just have. No... I feel like that's a bad thing to just be a target. Let's see what. Let's see what this one says. It's a reference to pig iron used in the manufacturing of steel for the Lehigh Valley region of Pennsylvania. Pig iron. That's interesting. interesting. I feel like I need to go crazier minor league stuff, um, but I'm not. I'm going to stick with the mainstream ones that don't make sense to me. And so the next pick I'm going to do is Stanford. The Stanford Cardinals with a mascot of trees, which is extra peculiar to me because most of the time you get something like a, a natural phenomenon or a tree or something, and then you're like, we need an animal mascot. And you randomly slap an animal on it. This time you have a cardinal, a very easy mascot. <laughs> Instead, your mascot's a tree. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Like it seems like doing everything the other way. That is super backwards. That's definitely a Stanford thing to do, though. Yeah. I mean, why don't you just become like the Stanford Sequoias or Redwoods or something like that? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That's what I think of when I think of the Stanford tree. I think but of they're Sequoias, the Redwoods. Right. This thing. And they're, yeah. the, they're just the tree, right? Not trees. I think the you're Stanford right. tree, one singular tree. I think that's right. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, and it's isn't and it the, just cardinal singular cardinal? Yes, you're right. I've been adding the s. It's just cardinal. there's no s. The Stanford right. tree and the cardinal. So they have the cardinal and the tree. Two singular the mascot. Yeah, the mascot that's just it looks like a children's play costume. Right, <laughs> where it's like. You got the school play and let's dress up as a tree. It looks like uh, somebody's grandma's stitch work, like on a quilt. <laughs> That's what it reminds me. 
Well, you know, like the t-shirt quilts yeah. they make where they have all the different colors and patches. It's like them. a quilted ghillie suit. Yeah. I kind of like it. Um, I got to I mean, no, I don't weird. hate it. It just, it, it's it, confusing. It is it's very, weird. it's very confusing. So then that was pick three, I guess, four. Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to leave you the, the realm of crazy. And I'm just going to do another basic one of Alabama. Where does elephant come from? You're the Crimson Tide, and then you slap an elephant on. Mm. It's basic. It just it doesn't make sense to me. It was from them rolling opponents, I think. Ooh, roll tide. So then you roll, roll tide. Elephant? I think they started as the Crimson Tide, and they said roll tide. And so yes. I, there was a quote that somebody said one time about them being like a like – a, steamrolling elephant or something along those lines. And I think that's how I got the name. And then, okay, maybe I should scratch that off my list then. Cause no, I mean, actually, it's no, still, it's, it's, you have to really think about it and you have to yeah. know about that history of it. But that, that's definitely a weird name. Mm-hmm. So my turn. Yeah. It's your turn. You got pick four and five, right? Yeah. This is insane. And it no longer exists. So, but I'm going to use it. And it, it's not, it's pretty recent. 2019 was when it was oh, discontinued. Absolutely. It's a minor league team out of New Orleans. And they're called the New Orleans Baby Cakes. And their mascot is the creepiest looking baby I've ever seen. I hate that. Like a Chucky baby? <laughs> it's a chubby baby. Dude, look at And the, I don't know if you can see this. I hate that. <laughs> You got you got to look up their live mascot. Or it's not a live baby. Sorry, <laughs> I hope not. It's creepy enough without it. A live mascot baby. Yeah, they have a different baby every year. No, um, they had just like the creepiest mascot costume <laughs> of a baby that I've ever seen. Oh man. Oh, so is this this is pick number. You got five now. Number five. Yeah. All right. I've done a bunch of weird ones. I think I might tone it back and do something a little. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do something a little, uh, a little more along the lines of what you have. So I hope I don't steal yours. I'm going to Utah Jazz. That mm-hmm. one just seems like an oxymoron to me. So yeah. they used to be in. Um, New Orleans, which made sense. And that's why for I'm jazz. Because we were here. New go Orleans, to Utah. Cakes, goes to Utah and they keep it the jazz. Interesting. No, I, I get that. Don't that's like weird. it. That's that's a case of like it's you want to keep like the the franchise, but you gotta change the name. Like Utah. The and history jazz. from New Orleans to Utah, it just there isn't an overlap. There isn't a carryover. With no, it. there's zero carryover. Just start fresh. You'd be hard pressed to find anybody playing jazz in Utah, I would think. They might have a band. The, they probably have to <laughs> ship them in from New Orleans. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't seem, it doesn't sit right with me. So that's the one like uh, not crazy weird when I'm going. All right. Last one. I feel almost left out to my list. Doesn't have anything crazy. I should have, I should have, we could have just done minor league teams. Like that would be hilarious. We, to only just, minor league teams. Honestly, that might be a draft at some point. Like, that, you'd summer draft mascots. I'm matching like up. Down. We could make a game of the mascots. But what I'm going to do is the Buffalo Bills. It's in Buffalo. It might look like a Buffalo is a mascot, but it's actually a bison. But they're named the Bills because of Buffalo Bill who hunted bison. 
Mm. Beeson. I don't know the plural. <laughs> plural yeah, so your, is. your mascot hates you. Yeah, mascot. your mascot is terrified of your nickname <laughs> because your nickname used to kill your mascot. Right. That one's very twisted. Yeah, just just throwing that one out there. I wonder how they Even came up with that. Even you understand it, it makes less sense. Who came up with that? I think it was like whoever was buying the team. I think what I read, this could be completely wrong, but it was that it was this guy uh, had a bunch of money, was buying the team, and was pitched like Buffalo Bill and just like caught on to that. Thought it was really cool. And then it was like, oh, let's do a bison. It's the logo. I mean, it, Buffalo Bill. It works. I think it was like a legend of Buffalo, like a Davy Crockett type person, like Buffalo Bill. Right. Um, He's a big legend in the West for sure. I wish that for one game they would change their mascot to a bunch of guys named Bill. They only invite guys named Bill. No, dude, every single jersey has a different logo that's a face of a different Bill. It's different. Yeah, and then the back of the, the jersey has a different way to say the name Bill because there's a million ways to say Bill. Bill, Billy. Will, William. William. Yeah. <laughs> Willie. Yeah, but one's like Bill Belichick. One's like Bill O'Reilly. All the famous Bills. All Bill the famous O'Brien. Bills. That would be hilarious to do. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. Well, we have some, we have a few like um, that didn't make the list that we should probably bring up. Auburn ooh. is one that certainly War should Eagle. have been on the list. War Eagle, Tigers. That's really confusing. Yeah. Cause Aubie and War Eagle and that, yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't love all the, t- all the teams that are Tigers. I think that's generic. Bulldog is too generic as well. That is true. Uh, I don't know if you ever did this. Back in the day, I would play Road to Glory on the NCAA games. Yeah. And you used to have to do school and take tests. And one of the questions was always, how many FBS schools have the nickname Tigers? And I think it's seven. If I remember, this has been like 20 years since I played the game. That sounds about right. Do you know how all those teams came to be Tigers? They have no creativity, a.k.a. Clemson. The one I know is Clemson came to be the Tigers because they were copying off of Princeton, who was the best football team at the time. Interesting. Which is really... It's only five. It looked it up. Mm. So it's... Wait, because Missouri Tigers, Auburn Tigers, Princeton Tigers. Clemson. Are Princeton FBS? Uh, Clemson Tigers, LSU Tigers. Is that it? That must be it. Not too original. But yeah, Clemson's came from copying Princeton who was the the best football team apparently at the time. Um, the other one I was thinking of that's a really weird sports team name is Ole Miss. And I don't even know what their mascot is right now. They were the Rebels. Then they were the Land Sharks. Then they were the Bears. Now they have um, Lane Kiffin's dog. And I, I don't know. I re- and now they're calling it the Sip. I don't, I don't know what Ole Miss is anymore. Unsure. <laughs> Unsure. I don't the look, old Mississippi Mississippians. You can pull in the Phillies for that. Maybe that's why I call it the is that what they call it, the sip? It's gotta be. The old Mississippis? Sip. That's gotta be why they call it that. Let's see what their actual mascot is. Oh, it looks like the official thing is still Tony the Land Shark. Not sure if that's correct, but that's what comes up on Google. So. <laughs> that's wild. Didn't even know. When you don't even know a team's mascot, that's an issue. Dang. Well, any other crazy ones you think? Like banana slugs, that was always one of my favorite. I think banana I slugs is a good one. That the Montgomery good. Biscuits, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. 
Now, and off the top of my head, uh, a weird mascot is Big Red for Western Kentucky, who looks like Grimace from McDonald's. I did. I was when I was looking up <laughs> pictures of mascots. That one was a weird one. Yeah, I I probably should have added him in there because I don't even know what he is. <laughs> I don't know either. Red, just a big red blob, but he's cool. What about coolest mascots? Who you got? Coolest cocky, Cox, easy. easy cocky, easy. Something we Actually, can no, I can't on. give any weight. We should, we should probably do coolest mascots at some point. Too. I think we will. I think we'll probably have to put cocky on like another level, though. Yeah, it, unless I get first pick. Yeah, unless, <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Well, oh well, episode fifty nine, the Keekly episode, and we didn't even talk about Keekly, unfortunately. But dude, Fred played well. He, I, I feel like. He's my next favorite linebacker to watch since since Keekly. Definitely fun linebacker to watch. He does the position justice, but he'll be back. Hate you got him on your super team, which is coming up soon. soon. Stay tuned. The video is going to be dropping. We are actually right after this. We're about to watch our super teams play. So they've already played. We don't know what happens. Oh, they've already um, played. They've already played. So we're about to watch it. I meant and to so, tell them a couple things before they went. I hope Ronnie Coleman got them hyped up. Lightweight, baby! Lightweight! Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Peace! Peace.